Say it like you say it. Daniel Tala for Homan Vandermeer V, and you're watching Rugby Wrap Up. Oh, I can die now. <laughs> Next on Rugby Wrap Up, Brian Ray, Matt McCarthy, and Dan Power with a Major League Rugby show you don't want to miss. Rugby Wrap Up brought to you in part by The Pig and Whistle, the world's best rugby pub. The Murphy Kennedy Group, founded with the idea that construction can be done better. And Lean and Limber, stretching your way to a healthier lifestyle. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Rugby Wrap-Up. Matt McCartney in New York City, joined by my esteemed colleagues, Dan Power, over the Williamsburg Bridge, or is that the Manhattan Bridge, Dan? Manhattan Bridge, Matthew. And Mr. Split Personality, Brian Ray, calling us from uh, Nova Scotia. Brian, let's start with you. Remarkable weekend. This is the second time in Major League Rugby history that all games from one weekend are within, you know, essentially one scoring play within seven points. All the losing teams got at least a bonus point this week. Uh, just an awesome, awesome performance uh, all around for every team. Is you know for every team. <laughs> we haven't got to the match reviews yet. <laughs> and crazy Eastern Conference standings. New York's got the most wins. Yet they're in second place to your Aussie NOLA team. Listen, I went, I was 0-5 going into the last game Sunday with my picks on the weekend. So I was, <laughs> don't even ask me about rugby at the moment. And thank you, Seattle. Hey, Dan, what thank about you. rugby at the moment? Uh, it's good. It's unpredictable. It's, uh, it's good, though. It's, I mean, I don't have any nails left. I barely sat down on Saturday night calling the end of that Utah uh, Old Glory game. And, you know, the, the poor people who were running the game were worried about me snapping cables. I was up, moving around, running, screaming. So uh, it was great. It was a great weekend. Let's go right to the Toronto home game in Atlanta. So you can, you, you can deal with the pain up front and then we'll, we'll coast for the rest of the show. Are, are you okay? Uh, yeah, what a, what a roller coaster ride. Oh, my goodness. Quatrain gets a yellow card three minutes in. Arrows score twice with 14 players on the pitch. And then they're one minute away from securing, uh, you know, a four and four record out of a really, really tough eight week schedule. Uh, just heartbreaking. But, you know, kudos to Matt Heaton for having the cojones to kick for the corner twice, even after Tommy De La Vega stole, stole the first line. And then Ross Deacon. Uh, you know, driving in for the try. So credit to them. You know, I, I asked uh, Lucas Rumble and Chris Overthorn their thoughts after the game, and they just said, hey, we're, you know, we're mentally, we're physically exhausted. This road trip is tougher than we thought it was going to be. Go go back and watch the footage. There's a great conversation between uh, uh, Adrian Kulisar, the fullback for Atlanta, and Robbie Petter. I think Petter wants to take a shot for three points. And Kulisar kind of waves him off and said, no. Yeah, going yeah. Going to the corner. Mate, in hindsight, we're either geniuses or, or we're, we're fools, right? In, in rugby and in life probably as well. But what a what a gutsy call from, from ATL just to say no. And like Brian said, they just come off the back of the stolen line out. Just drive that in the corner. And then you just had that feeling when they retained that and they kept picking and picking. You're like, someone, someone's going to find a, a crease here soon. And I, I felt for Toronto. And Dan. <laughs> you think he likes sitting in front of that Atlanta thing? Huh? Hello? Oh, frustrating. Frustrating. But on the other side of it, you know, you were great, very gracious, Brian. And what folks aren't seeing is behind your backdrop are all the holes in the wall that you've been kicking and punching and hitting your head against the wall and the blood splattered and all that. They're not seeing that. And good on you for covering it up. But Ross Deacon. 
not a better guy on the planet to get that uh, to get that that game winner the ridiculous in ridiculous fashion. Gotta gotta love it. You know, it's it's a it's a good story they got going on down there. Speaking of teams that are looking for their identity, who the hell is Austin? Got to give credit to New England. What a performance. What a brilliant performance from them. Austin had this game uh, pretty in control with probably about 25 minutes to go. New England just don't give up. They find their rhythm. Like they struggled, especially at the lineout. They had a lot of issues dealing with Isaac Ross at the lineout. Uh, we had Alicia Washington working the sideline for us in this game. She made a couple of really good points on that. They just started to change their cadence, their tempo a little bit. As soon as they found their rhythm, bam, they were gone. And, and they deserved that win. They really won that game. And sometimes you like, you'll say a team lost the game rather than the other team won it. But New England won that game. They made changes on the fly. Credit to Ryan Martin, Tom Kindly, the whole crew up there. Uh, what's the new mascot? Woods, Woodsley? Woodsley. Yeah, it's the blue um, Sasquatch. Yep. Undefeated. That's Dude that, is that, undefeated. That costume is going to get real warm real soon. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. And there's children, you know, looking under their bed at night before they go to sleep for that thing soon. It's like Gossamer from Bugs Bunny meets, I don't know what. But uh, it's, it's, Sully it's cool. from uh, Monsters, Inc. You kind of got a bit of Sully right. to it as well. Ryan's doing an expose on him. So he, Brian or her, what, what is the story on the mascot, Brian? I don't know, but it's terrifying. <laughs> I hope it's not terrifying for Mississippi. Yeah, but you see those outside your house every every thirty. <laughs> oh, geez, what a game, though. Uh, you know, take a bow, Ryan Martin. Um, what do you do when you got two of the tallest guys in MLR facing you in the lineup? Well, obviously, you throw right over the top of the lineup to the shortest guy in the field, John Poland. Guy breaks the tackle and gives it to Harry Barlow coming in off the opposite wing to score. Uh, just a tremendous effort, that score. There was another one off a of scrum that was a double loop that had uh, Martin written all over it. So, uh, yeah, tremendous uh, performance from New England. And, hey, they, that was four tries to two that they actually won by. The next one. Let's go Let's go down. Let's, let's, let's move around the globe a little bit here in the United States and go out to Utah. Maybe a little biased because, you know, when you call a game, I think you have a little bit more of an affinity towards it. But I probably would say this would be the best game I've had, definitely, that I've called this year. That I've watched in terms of the, the quality was good. There's a lot of scoring and it had a very exciting finish. So it ticked a lot of boxes for me. Um, when Utah were on a three-game losing streak, that's kind of like, ah, uh, you know, here we go, Utah, back at it again. But I got to tell you, Sean Pittman, I said in the broadcast, if he still has that interim tag on his name and I'm in the front office of Utah, I'm doing everything I can to remove that and lock him up long-term. What I hear from players at Utah, Matt, is just they adore the guy. Like, he is such a good coach. He makes he's great, great adjustments. Great yeah. great guy aside, great coach. Like, he's really helping. Sean Davies is doing wonders out there as well. And they've looked impressive their last two wins. So, uh, you know, the game against Houston, I'm, I'm sure Sean would like a more comfortable win rather than the, you know, nail-biters against Houston, 50-43, and then this one. Uh, he'd love a you know a forty to twenty win or something like that if he could get it. But Utah Warriors lock him up now, and now it sets up this game against LA. We'll talk about that later. But that went from being like if LA continued on their way, you know, it's just another LA game. To now it's a very interesting game. It's one versus two on the West Coast. 
Yeah, as a, as a wannabe commentator sitting in my seat, I thought this was a fantastic game to watch as well. I lost track of the number of try-saving tackles, guys making a huge like Chad Goff had one, you know, talked about Calvin Whitings. It was just a just a, a fantastic game. I really thought Old Glory was in deep trouble when Mungo Mason went off with the uh, unfortunate shoulder injury. Hopefully that's not too serious. But, uh, you know, Stephen Longwell, <laughs> tight hit prop, making a cover tackle, probably prevented a try. Uh, yeah, I love that game. It was, it was great to watch and, uh, you know, no losers, you know, in my mind, but uh, obviously Old Glory is probably feeling a little bit unfortunate after that one. It was great to see Whippy pick, what was it, DTS's pocket and run the length of the field the other way. You know, he's had his injury struggles himself. Great to see him back in full form this year, playing up to the level of potential that Utah thought that he could. Just great. You know, it's just great seeing little stories like that in subplots. Speaking of subplots, Nate Osborne, texted me immediately after the win and said, keep picking against me because all we do is win when you pick when you pick the other team. Ah, just another scrappy match. Uh, uh, it, was, it was different. Um, Nola's forwards really got the job done, especially at the lineout. I mean, those two scores they got in the lineout drives right at the beginning with, with Pat O'Toole were really clinical uh, from them. Kind of a lull period. Uh, Houston came back a couple, but I mean, Houston had a couple bad injuries to that one, or at least, you know, bad for them. Uh, Lucas Albornoz went off er a little earlier than he normally would. They lost Tiana Rasmus right after halftime. So they had their academy hooker, Patrick Donovan, on for most of that second half and still came back a ridiculous try from uh, Paul Mbalacana right at the end. So, uh, you know, lots of thrills in this one. Uh, razor thin. Uh, Nola just a little bit better, though. Uh, I thought uh, Timothy uh, Guillemin, certainly we, you know, I, I maybe disparaged him slightly. Or oh, just a little bit. Roll it back. Uh, last week's show, <laughs> well, weeks ago, I thought he played uh, the best game we've seen him uh, out there in a long time. Nola could be a dangerous team down the stretch as they start to get some troops coming back in too. And I know they're still a couple of weeks away to getting some back, like probably like six weeks away. But they've but done they, they've done they've done what they needed to do to stay afloat already. I mean, they're they're yeah. now playing on. Okay, they can afford to lose one, and I know nobody can really afford to lose one right now. But if they're buying time for players, they've done a good job. And mm. I would say the thing about your man uh, Gilman. Brian, is that uh, the last Frenchman to have success in Boston was probably Lafayette. So I wouldn't sweat it. He's doing well down in Houston. So we'll just move on from there. Dan, let's go to Seattle. The Seawolves at home versus the Legion. Two desperate teams. Yeah, last game of the weekend. Uh, and it was. It was like we had the 2019 final replay. And uh, I think we've already mentioned, normally you'd be salivating this matchup, but both these sides sitting at the bottom of the West and desperate for a win. San Diego still just incredibly, I think they, Brian might've put up their injury toll and, and did it fit into one tweet, Brian? Cause it was long and it was players that you do not want injured either. Key players. Expensive. So, expensive and just for the team, terrible. Scrappy game and two teams that both look like they were sitting at the bottom of the, you know, the table on the West coast. It's, and, but Seattle doing enough at the end there to get the win. Well, uh, Cam Clark certainly uh, put a little bit of a scare in him with that line break and put Darren Basson in for a try. So there was a moment there where there was a, some seeds of doubt. But you know, I, I just think uh, Seattle were just a little bit more collective, collected in this game. They had Alatimu, uh, their new Samoan uh, number 10 in, and he fit in a little bit better than uh, Ty Inosa. I thought Ty was probably trying to do a little bit too much at times in that game. 
Um, you know, like we like we mentioned, San Diego. This is eight weeks in a row they've been playing. They're tired. They got so many injuries. I mean, uh, any game at all is going to be difficult for them at this point. So uh, tough on them. But uh, you know, uh, pleased for Seattle to get another win at home in front of the fans. And hey, Ben Landry coming back and playing the whole second row, put in a couple big shots. Nice to see him in a rugby pitch as well. Yeah, that was great to see. Uh, was there another match that we maybe didn't talk about, Brian? I don't know. I don't know. Let's look over his right shoulder, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> That's the Rugby United New York logo. <laughs> what is there to say? They gusted out, man. They, they, they shut them down. Uh, you know, how many times did LA turn down three points, kick for the corner? Uh, New York defense stood strong. You know, Will Leonard just running around, smashing into people like he does. I, uh, it was just a, it was, you know, it, it's not those one of those games where you're sitting there like, man, this is so exciting. But the tension was there, you know, every collision, you could feel it. You could see, uh, you know, on the faces of, you know, Nick Savetta's blood coming out of his nose and he's still in there sticking his face in everything. mom there, horrifying. <laughs> his mom to watch. Uh, so just a great effort. And, you know, I, I know we, we shouldn't mention it, but geez. You'd like to wonder what what those uh, ARs were were thinking when they called that kick in. That could have been a, a rather dramatic ending if it went a little bit differently. Yo, the, the one thing that I have left that's okay are, are my eyes, and I'm sit, I'm looking from the booth and I'm like, I don't think that was good, like, but but noticeably not good from my angle. And Petri says because he's a nicer guy than I am says, well, you know, we're not behind the posts like the assistant referees and the, the posts aren't that high. That's a tough call, but I would imagine they have a better view. We're on a side view. And I'm like, I'm pushing the talk back button of the producer downstairs. I'm like, we got to look at that again, because I don't think he made it. And they're like, well, I think we, I think he made it, but we'll take a look at it. You, you look at it. He didn't make it. I, I will go on your side on this one, Matthew. I watched the game and, I think it missed. I think it went high right on the post there. And if that post extended up. So I wonder if, I wonder if the Rugby United owners are out there with Hunko welding on another 10-foot extension on top of that post this week. Hunko's Just in case. Welding. He's not welding these days. He's playing some serious He's rugby. He's playing some footy. No, but and, you know, the rugby gods do the right thing. And the result goes to the team that deserved to win it's, it's it's weird, but that that's the blueprint, right? You get them out of there, out of the Coliseum, make them uncomfortable. Line speed from New York was great. Physicality was great. Andy Ellis's ball service was extremely quick. He didn't seem like he was as involved um, as other weeks, but that's because he distributed so quickly and kept LA under pressure for the entire game. And I think there's a great shot that I saw today of Will Leonard down on uh, his haunches with his hands in his face. And I'm like... I'm so glad. I'm so glad I got to see that moment and they got to experience that moment and how much that meant to New York to win that. So it must have been cool for you and, and Peaches to be there to call it too because well, it was it high it, scoring, but the emotion, like I'm looking at the clock and then the score and the clock and the score and you're like watching it tricking. You're like, oh my God, you know, they're, they're a chance. And then yeah. it goes from the, the, like the penalty thing comes on. You're like, oh, not like this, anything, but don't, not like this. And then you're like, oh no, they're going to win. And then the end of it was just amazing. Well, the, 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 the drama was, was tenfold because the, the, the yellow card that New York got, you know, and then Brakeley is now the captain because both Ellis and Fawcett are out. And, you know, he's just like, you could see him trying to keep it, you know, okay, we're fine. We're fine kind of thing. But, you, you know, and, and then LA gets the yellow and New York has to overcome the emotional void of, the Gizumon getting hurt 
And he's mm -hmm. likely – that's it. I mean, it looks like an ACL unofficially, but just a, a tremendous match. I think a, a great, great match for the league. And I got to say this. I, you know, I've been breaking their stones a lot. The Giltinis, every single person was great. I go out to their captain's run, 8.30 on Saturday morning in Jersey City. They're all smiling. They're all cool. They're like, wow. You know, talking to Adam Ashley Cooper, and he's, I'm like, what do you think? He goes, well, this is rugby, man. This is rugby. This is great. And it, not, not a complaint about the stadium, not a complaint about the, the turf, Toronto, and just really cool about everything. Every single one of you, I appreciate uh, your time and uh, you were good sports about it. Let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back with quick previews after this. If you're in New York City and want to watch some great rugby, have some great food, and some great times, go to the world's best rugby pub, The Pig & Whistle, on West 36th Street. Been blind since I was four, and I've never seen a beer commercial or a beer label. None of that stuff influences me. I drink beer because of the taste. And my beer is Pabst Blue Ribbon. It has the taste and the flavor. What do you think's on the label? I think there's a, a naked woman riding on a unicorn, jumping over fire. Oh, that's good beer. Mr. Brian Ray and Mr. Dan Powell. Brian, your Toronto team, who we can't figure, but yet we keep drinking the Toronto juice, is going into Houston for another team that is tough to figure. It's not like they were bad against ATL. There were just a couple little mistakes at key moments that really cost them badly. So I think they have the, uh, they're, you know, they're going to be on recovery mode during the week. I think they have the uh, mental reserves left to get this one, get a win, head into that bye week, spend a few days away from rugby and get refocused for the, the run-in. So I'm going to go with the arrows in this one against, you know, admittedly another tough team. The, uh, you know, the, the Sabercats are, they make things difficult. I had to look at the rosters. I want to see how banged up Houston comes out of that game against Nola. And then if Tooks is back and a few other key players for Toronto, but I could see Houston, you know, sneaking out a win here. And that's uh, not good for Toronto. Houston is... They're, they're due for a win, but I got, I can't help it. The, the, the arrows keep sucking me in because on paper, you're good. And you just, it's just things that are going the wrong way at the wrong time. You can't kill five seconds. I don't think that's going to happen again, but I think this is going to be a close one. And I'm going to, I'm going to take the arrows. New York going into Austin. Tough, right? Like, I can totally see them going out to Austin, who are coming off a pretty disappointing game. Sam Harris, Mark Gerard are probably going to get them pretty fired up this week. And then for New York, it's like, how do you rise again after such a massive week and the big win? So, yeah, tough road trip out to Austin. I, I think the travel is something that we haven't really uh, taken into consideration much this year, but it is a, a little harder than you, know, you would anticipate just with everything going on. Uh, I'll go Austin at home here to squeak one out. 
Yeah, I pretty much echo all those sentiments. This is a tough one. I mean, one extra, you know, day for Austin to get over that disappointment against New England. So short turnaround for the, for New York coming into that one. You know, all that emotion that went into the game against L.A., how do you bring that back, you know, just a few days later? It's dangerous, but uh, you know what? I, I, I was so impressed by the performance. I'm going to back these guys to, to, to make it happen. I'm going to go with New York on the road, uh, getting a little bit of an upset win over Austin. I'm going to, because I like drinking the free uh, Blue Point uh, lager that I got, after the game in New York, I'm picking, I'm staying with New York again this weekend, but I like, I like that Austin setup down there. I like what they're doing. I like that team. I just got to, I'm going with New York and that's that new England, the free Jacks going into Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, well, I got to go with the Rattlers again. I've got them over this side. Uh, <laughs> after that performance, I, I was just impressed. Uh, you know, the way they go about business and they just seem to be, you know, the guys coming off the bank, make an impact for them one through 23. Everybody knows their role in that team. Uh, I think Scott Lawrence is doing a great job coaching them. And that's not to say, take anything away. I've, I mean, we've been praising Ryan Martin here. So new England is certainly uh, up to the challenge. I just think, uh, I don't know. I just have a feeling that the speed of, uh, of those of Corral's uh, at fullback is just a, a little something different that can maybe break open the game. Uh, Bowden Walk is not really 100% on that knee of his, but uh, so I'm going to go with Carasa to do something magic and uh, get ATL a squeaker. I'll, I'll, I'll go the opposite of my my smart little friend from uh, Nova Scotia. I, I think New England. <laughs> I said a few weeks ago that I think they didn't That's have an identity. That's condescending. Hold on. That is condescending. Why? You have to say my smart little friend from Nova Scotia. You know, are you are you suggesting that all Nova Scotians are little? No, I just I think you one. are. I think you are. This one. How tall are you, Brian? <laughs> Six two. Uh, are we really measuring in the show right yeah. now? They use centimeters. Uh, how many centimeters? Actually, horses' hands. He's seventeen horses' hands high. I apologize. I I, I didn't make want to make you feel bad about you not being as tall as me. That's okay on the show. Go ahead. Keep going. I said a few weeks ago they didn't really have an identity, but I think it was like one of those cool art murals where they'd start drawing you're like oh it doesn't make any sense and then they turn it upside down you're like oh my god that's so cool i like them i, I like what they're doing they're going to get sefasi back this week he was a late scratch so their front row because uh quentin newcomer kind of got thrown into the fire at the end there and they had some issues in the first half of the scrum with 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 quentin uh and no, no fault of his like getting told you're playing like literally at kickoff is not the great preparation especially for a forward but I just like them. Big Wiganabau comes back next week as well. So that'll be a nice little return. Mitch Wilson's got to be close. So they're starting to get fit and healthy. And I think they're starting to get a little self-belief too. I don't know if uh, our buddy Woodsley, Wood, Woodsley, he's, he's going to travel to Atlanta. Though. Yes, I don't think he'll travel to ATL. A little spicy in that suit down there. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> spicy Woodsy. Yes. Yeah, that's a no. that's a whole different that's a new hashtag. I'm going with the free jacks. Send me some bags to beer. Dan, next one, the Utah Warriors not going into the Coliseum. They're going into the fancy pants place. Yes, thank you, uh, Stan Cronky, for uh allowing us to come into your house and play. The people of St. Louis, I'm sure, will uh, be thrilled. Just kidding, they still hate you. Uh this will be great. Listen, the Warriors, great side. I'm sure they were ecstatic Saturday night, get a good win. Go back next day, watch what happens in New York. And are like, oh, now we've got LA coming off a loss. So you want to be the team that kind of 
New York's LA. You don't want to be getting them after you get New York. Utah have the firepower. They have the horses to to do the same thing that New York did. So this will be a really, really good game. Looking forward to this one. I mean, that's the question. Are Gitto gonna, is Gitto going to play in this one? Mahe Vailanu, you know, they really could have used his physicality against New York. And short turnaround as well. They're going to be, you know, pretty bruised after that really physical match in, in Jersey. So there's, there's just a hint of, of, of doubt, maybe, if Utah comes in all guns blazing and, and just – you know, puts it all out there. Maybe they get an, something inspirational, but uh, yeah, you can't imagine LA the way they've been rolling this season, uh, losing at home. And, and in that venue, you know, they'll want to put on a, a spectacle on that one. So I'm going to go with LA, but uh, you know, I, I think it's going to be fun. I don't think that they're going to have a hangover after this one. I think they're going to go back to the Giltinis and Dan, you're play, playing some champagne rugby, as you like to say. And I think they're going to, I think they're going to handle Utah pretty easily, maybe by 14 points. Next one up. New Orleans going into San Diego. San Diego is just so beaten up. I, I think they might get one or two guys back, but they're not going to get a whole lot of guys back uh, in time for this one. And another one, another short turnaround too as well. So that's not good news for them. And, and you know, we said it about Austin last week, traveling to New England, where if they're going to be a contender, they got to win in that road and they didn't. Well, I think this is about, I uh, kind of think this is, one for Nola as well. If they're going to be a contender in that East, this is the kind of road game that they've got to pick up. So I'm going to back uh, Nola Nate in this one. We'll go with uh, we'll go with the gold. Uh, but you know, it could be a, a banana peel uh, of sorts if San Diego finds some kind of inspiration. Yeah, hundred percent on my normally sized friend from Nova Scotia. I agree with him hundred percent on this one. It's exact <laughs> same scenario. Last bit. Yeah, 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 exact same scenario. I loved it. That was a great analogy. I couldn't, I'm actually thinking in my head. I, I don't think I can do any better than what Brian Ray just did. So, uh, ditto. Can I say that? Brian Ray? Ditto. Still, still everything you do that's great and just take it and claim it as mine. And I'm going with Nate Osborne's Nola Gold. And then finally, Seattle. This is another interesting match. Seattle going to Old Glory. Old Glory coming off that long road trip to Utah where they have to be exhausted from running up and down the pitch. And now they've got Seattle, who's kind of on the upswing, Brian. Yeah, Seattle will be feeling a little bit better about themselves, but this is a long road trip for them. And, uh, you know, Old Glory going back home, they'll feel good about that. You know, they, they lost Mungo Mason. I'm certain he won't be playing in this one at least. To, you know, I don't know how long he'll be out, but that's a blow for them. But they do have a bit of depth. I mean, Luke Campbell is a Canadian international. He can come into that back row. Uh, you know, if they get uh, Nangali, uh, the uh, Fijian lock, maybe they can, you know, make an adjustment there. Whatever they do, I just think uh, Old Glory have enough to get the win here. But, uh, you know, it, it's going to be a good win. I, I think uh, Landry, if he shows up for this as well with, with Seattle, uh, there could be some, some big bops, some big thunder in, the, in, the, in that game. Man, they both, they both need a win. I mean, mathematically, they're still well and truly in it. But... I get the feeling that Old Glory probably has a feel like they could make a run more so than Seattle on the West Coast. So for Old Glory, the pressure's on them. DTS gets another week here. He looked like a guy who literally just stepped off a plane on Saturday night and, and played. Uh, he's just had a baby girl recently, so a lot on his mind. He's in good shape, but he just didn't look like DTS. So a week of training, getting synced back in with Tuss and, and Robinson, Will be will be really good for him. I think they'll be too good at home. But yeah, one to watch is that Mungo Mason because now you take him out of the picture. It means Callum Gibbons has to change his role to to fill you know some of the stuff that Mungo does well, and they just change the dynamic a little bit. So, but I think Old Glory at home. That's a, that's a tough road trip in an early game. 
I, I think I'm going to go with Old Glory at home. I think the home cooking, it's a long, that long trip to Seattle. And on that note, guys, we're basically out of time. Final quick note, 10 seconds, Brian. Hey, we just got some uh, news of internationals coming up in July. Very excited about that, although the outcomes might be a little ugly coming off a year and a half with no rugby. But great to hear that uh, we got some Tier 1 internationals for USA and Canada coming up in July. Brian, you mentioned uh, Team Canada. You got Corey Thomas and Lindsey Stevens that want to play on that team playing for the Guiltinis. Dan, final seconds uh, for you. I'll go in LA. Last team in a major competition to go undefeated and win everything. Who was it? Crusaders. Good answer. Crusaders, 2002, I believe, 2003. So don't worry, LA. It doesn't happen very often. Under seasons, undefeated seasons off the table, but keep getting out there and supporting the Guiltinis and get out to SoFi Stadium. Not very often you get to go into that place uh, and probably for a reasonable ticket. So get out there and watch it. That's going to be a really cool stadium to watch rugby in. All right, on that note, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank Mr. Brian Ray of America's Rugby News and Mr. Dan Power, the face of the MLR and the voice that you can't escape because it's just beautiful. I'm Matt McCarthy on behalf of these gentlemen. Please come back next week. But in the meantime, check out our other segments, including our Major League Rugby Show. Our global rugby recap. What are the odds? Our Major League Rugby Sports Bet Show with the Philly Godfather, John Bradshaw Layfield, the WWE legend, and Gifty Bailu, Martial Law, the Zack Attack. And please sign up for our American Red Cross Rugby Wrap-Up Blood Donor Team. <laughs>